Welcome to the Shelter from the Storm podcast. I'm Jason Kong here with Brian and Michaela Raleigh. Thank you so much for joining us. We've got a lot to get to. We're going to have a well-rounded conversation and we're going to start out talking about retirement. And, you know, it's getting to the end of the year is something that is often on the top of our minds as we think about goals and things that we want to accomplish in the new year. And of course, when retirement is looming, that is one that is going to be on the top of our minds. And Brian, of course, you know, for those who are viewing retirement as an option sooner rather than later, the markets may have you feeling a little bit queasy right now. Um, you know, we've talked about uncertainty before, but for those who are having that picture of retirement start to crystallize a little bit more, what should, what should we be doing right now? Well, there's a lot of things. And I, I think that one of the biggest things people are thinking, well, the market's down double digits this year. Uh, recession on the horizon. Don't know if that's going to happen, but you know, most people are saying, hey, we're headed towards a recession for 2023 or 2024. And I think people are wondering, can I retire, right? We talked about it off air a little bit. $3 trillion disappeared out of retirement accounts this year. Um, and as the market continues to be volatile, there's probably more to come. And I think people are thinking, hey, is this retirement dream or nightmare? And, you know, you waking up at night saying, boy, I I don't know if I can retire now. I, do I do I have to continue to work through this and all those things that you, you talk about, your retirement dream crystallizing, and now it's like, oh, those crystals are kind of breaking. It's changing. And can I retire? Does my, does my retirement dream look different in terms of how long and what I can do? And, and what I want people to understand is it doesn't matter what's going on in the market if you've got a strategy, an all-weather strategy. We talk about you know, you know, return during the storm. And I think a lot of people, big misconception is they don't think they can retire if the markets are flat or down. They need the markets to be up. And, and that's not necessarily true. We have people that have retired during these markets the last year or two. And we got people that are retiring next year and we help people retire in 2008. Just gotta, but you got to have the right strategies. You've got to make sure you've got a good income plan. You've got to make sure that whether the markets are up, down, or sideways, that you're going to continue to be able to get predictability. And I, I think that's the, the hope that you know a lot of people are looking for. It's like, what, what do I do? You know, first, can I retire? Do I have enough to retire? And that's what we talk about. People, hey, come on in. Let's do an X-ray. Let's stress test. Let's find out what your monthly expenses are. We call it your burn rate. And then let's reverse engineer that to say, hey, you either got to continue to work, but most of the time people have enough. We just got to reposition their portfolios, change some things around, make some adjustments, and then we say, hey, we're good to go. And I think most people are familiar with having a retirement account or having some money in the stock market. But when you talk about that all-weather plan, that's not something that we hear about typically. No, you know, I know Michaela talks to a lot of her clients too, and, and and that's one of the things we talk about is having something that says, "Hey, it doesn't matter if the market's up or down." And people say, "Well, how would you do that?" Well, first of all, there's strategies where you can say, "Hey, we're going to set up some guaranteed income streams." Okay, that's a piece. There's other strategies where we can take some dividend-paying stocks 
And we have portfolios that are up year to date. Even though the market's down double digits, these portfolios are still up and they're spitting out a dividend of four and a half percent. Well, what does that mean? What's a dividend? Well, it's it's kind of like rent. So let's say you've got this house and there's a million dollars in this house, this dividend paying house or this rental house. Well, the value of the house can go up and down. And that's what happens with the market. But as long as the renters are in there, they're paying on that million-dollar home, $45,000 a year of income without ever mortgaging any part of the house or liquidating any part of the house. We're just taking the rental income. That's what dividend-paying stocks do. So that's another type of strategy. And then there's other strategies where we can eliminate up to 20% of the downside. So you've got a cushion on 20% of the downside, but you get to keep all of the upside. Where's the market down this year? About 20 what did it do last year? A little over 25. Well, what if you had that million dollars and you locked in 25% last year? Now you're at a million 250,000. And we reset that 20% buffer. So this year when the market's down 20, how much are you down? Zero. Most people don't know about these types of strategies. And there, a lot of them have been around for a long time, but they've evolved. And now they're more cost efficient. There's a lot less complexity. They're more tax efficient. And so now it's easier to bring these strategies to market for the folks that we serve. Michaela, I'm sure you see a lot of clients come through who uh, don't quite get the picture and don't quite see uh, how there there can be shelter from the storm with an all-weather plan like this and having protection from downside. And then once that's explained and you can kind of see, okay, I'm protected in this way, the, the light bulb goes off, that's got to be a cool thing to see. No, it's it's really neat to see. And I, I think a, a big part of the reason that a lot of folks aren't familiar with a lot of these strategies is because you really have two phases of earning and, and saving money in your life. You have the accumulation phase, which is when you're working, you're just putting money away, you're saving, you're growing that nest egg. And then you have preservation and income, which is once you retire, that nest egg has to produce the income for the rest of your life. And most people, even if they're working with a financial advisor already, their advisor probably, not all the time, but I would say 95% of the time when folks come into their off- our office, those advisors specialize in accumulation. So most of the time, the people who say, oh, I can't retire when the market's down. Well, no, not with how you're currently set up because you're 100% in the market. You are built for accumulation. Your house is built for accumulation right now. It's not good or bad, but if you're about to retire, uh, you want that house to transition and do something different for you. And, and it's more complex. We always say the the rules of the game change when you move to that preservation and income stage of retirement. And we know the rules and we're, we're really good at playing that game. But if you if you don't know the new set of rules or you haven't seen the the new set of strategies, then that's where a lot of the worry comes in. People who are watching the news and and staying up at night, well, it's because you're positioned for accumulation and that's not your money's purpose anymore. It's it's changed. And that's the majority of advisors, to your point, Mm -hmm. Michaela, that that's the that's the space they live in. And so they're they're trying to be all things to all people. But the problem is they don't change. We see so many people coming in in their 50s and late 50s or 60s, and they're getting ready to retire in a year. And they told their advisor, hey, we're getting ready to retire. 
We had a couple that came in um, just this past week. They've been with us for two years now. They retired. And when they came to us, they said, wow, um, we just want to know when we can retire. Husband worked incredibly hard, blue-collar guy, worked with his hands, mechanic, and just um, was 60 years old and had been doing it for 40 years and just said, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to do this. Um, current advisor says, I've got to work at least to Social Security, and then we'll take a look at it a couple of years, and then we'll go from there. And I said, well, does your current advisor know what your burn rate is? He said, well, what do you mean? Your expenses are. He goes, well, no. I said, well, how can he advise you on when you can retire if he doesn't know what you're going to need? So I said, okay, got a little homework for you. He said, that's fine. So I said, tell us what that burn rate, what are you going to need in retirement? Him and his wife went home. They put together a sheet that we had given them, and they came back in, and they did it. And we looked at their assets, and we looked at them, and we said, you're good. He said, what do you mean? He said, how do you know? I said, we know. We've done this. Enough times, we're gonna. I said, "When do you want to retire?" He said, "I was in the spring. So I'd like to retire in the fall." I said, "Done." I said, "Okay, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do this. We set this up. We set this up." That was two years ago. He came in a week ago, and he said, "You know, I never told you that we had our current advisor, but we had met with another advisor as well." And um, when I told him that we were going with you. He got really upset, and he said, why are you going with those guys? And he said, because they showed me a way that I can retire, and I never have to worry about going back to work, and I never have to worry about running out of money. You didn't show me that. And he goes, I never shared that with you, Brian, but he said, I cannot tell you how thankful me and my wife are. And we've referred, and they have referred people to us and introduced people to us. He goes, I don't worry about this. Because I know you and your team are. You've guided made some adjustments. He goes, I haven't missed a beat this year. We've got our income. You know, we talked, his, his staycation, his home, he's got a nice pool. I said, how's the staycation going? Are you still hanging? He goes, I am. I love it. But I never forget, he took a picture when we told him that he could retire and when he could retire. And he took a picture of a calendar. His wife sent it to us. And every day, you know, 68 days to retirement, 58 days. And, um, you know, he shared that with us. And it was interesting to us because what we learned from that and looking back on that is that, first of all, not all advisors have the tools. And even if you have the tools, if you don't know how to use them, you know, if you pick up a saw at the wrong end, it's going to be a bad day. If you don't know how to use, you know, a skill saw, it's going to be a bad day. So we have these tools, but you have to be a master craftsman in order to utilize them to be able to build that financial house. You have to have a solid foundation. You got to have good walls. You got to have a roof. And things change, right? You're going through a storm. Hey, a couple shingles might blow off. Okay, we'll get those nailed back down. We can make some adjustments. But the foundation and what you're putting together for people, that does not fundamentally change. One of the reasons why we've been able to help our select families and individuals is because the skill set and having access to the tools. We're not just stock bond mutual fund guys. We always talk about comprehensive wealth management. 
So we have six different spokes and arenas that we can go to in terms of estate planning, income planning, risk mitigation, you know, the traditional registered investment advisory, advisory firms with your stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, alternative invest. We, but we have five other spokes that most advisors don't have. So it's almost unfair because we have the tools, but we also have mastery of those tools because we have people in our office that have been doing this for an awful long time. And we don't try to be all things to all people. We want to be all things to the people that we serve. And I think that makes all the difference. Most certainly. And you're not slave to a limited set of tools. You've got the whole hardware store yes. available to you to utilize. And, you know, I, I want to get back on the, the, the thought of retirement because, you know, the world has changed pretty dramatically in the last two or three years with the pandemic. Have you seen from, you know, your clients that th- this has had an impact where maybe things, have, their, their focus on retirement has changed. Maybe this has sped up the timeline or maybe things have changed and they need to wind that back a little bit. For a lot of people, it kind of depends on if they were enjoying their job already or not. Um, I think that's the biggest factor. For, for people who didn't like what they were doing anyway, um, COVID and the pandemic, that sped up their timeline because they maybe got a little bit of that sense of freedom, kind of a quasi-retirement if they were working from home or getting to spend more time with their grandkids and, and realizing, hey, this is what's really important to me. Uh, show me a way that I'm good because if I'm good... <laughs> I'm turning in the papers tomorrow. (laughs) Um, Now, on the flip side of that, if people enjoyed what they were doing or maybe they they were already retired, um, COVID might have given them more time and space to think and they realize that they might be a little bit bored and it might not be a full-time job, but maybe it's a part-time job or or volunteering or something that they want to go to. And we always talk to our families about that. It's really important to retire to something and not from something. Um, you you, you want to have purpose and whether it's spending time with the grandkids or, uh, you know, volunteering or finding a part-time job, maybe it's consulting. You've got a lot of business owners or uh, really successful executives who just go into consulting. There's, hey, I pick and choose the cases that I want to do and, and this is great. But um, regardless of what it is, when you retire, you do have a lot of free time on your hands. And just as important as the financial planning component is, you want to have a mental involvement planning component as well. How are you going to spend those extra hours? And for for the folks that have, uh, you know, had a good plan in place, it kind of stayed the same, but maybe they didn't. Uh, COVID gave them the time to analyze that. I think those two really big things when you talk about COVID we had this, the great resignation. Mm-hmm. And people did discover like, hey, I liked my job okay, but I love to golf. I love to travel. I love to spend time with my children and my grandchildren. Can you show me a way to do it? Because I don't think before that happened, people didn't think about that. They were just you know grinding and just like, hey, this is what I got to do. This is what everybody does. But when the pandemic hit and the world literally stopped, it wasn't like, oh, we had this little flicker. It's like somebody went into the master switchboard and said, oh, I'm pulling everything out. All the plugs went out, boom, goes dark. And you're like, whoa, well, okay, I could see a little bit. Okay, um, yeah, this isn't so bad. I can get around. 
And, um, oh, hey, I like this pace. I like the quiet. I like being able to work from home. So you did have this great resignation with people who had been just working really hard and had been really good at saving. And I don't think it just, they never really thought of it. It's like, oh, I got to wait till 65. That's when you retire. And they're 60 or 62. And they're like, you know what? I'm going to go in and see those guys at Raleigh Wells Solutions. I hear them talking on the radio. I hear them talking on a podcast. If they could show me that I can retire, I really like the new me. I'm working out more. I'm seeing the people that I care about more. I've got time to donate to the causes that are important to me. I've, I didn't know this was possible. So the great resignation came, and Jason, we helped people retire like crazy during COVID. It was a record year for us in terms of the people that we were able to help retire. Believe it or not, during all of that turmoil and all of that, you know, uh, darkness, because people just didn't know what was going to go on. And then you have the other people that Michaela was kind of talking about. Well, I kind of like what I'm doing, but you know what? I think I'm going to work remote. I think I'm going to choose to work for this company and I want this much money to do it. Or I'm going to go to somebody else because I can. And so there was a lot of movement in the place and people were just figuring out, I think it was more lifestyle. Their work was based around their lifestyle. Like, oh, you know what? I kind of like doing marathons and mini triathlons, and but I need a little time to train to do that. I'm going to train more. I'm not working 40 hours. I'm going to work 25 or 30. I'm going to take an extra five or 10 to train and I'm going to go and do this. Uh, I got a dog, you know, I got a pet. I'm going to spend time with my dog. I really love my dog. That was was Michaela. She got a dog, you know, (laughs) it was like either dog or Peloton. And for a lot of people, it was both. And so, but they said, you know what? I'm going to make a conscious decision and control. I'm going to be in charge of the narrative as opposed to, you know, working for quote unquote, the man. And so for those people, we said, okay, you really only need to work 30 hours a week. You can do this for another three years. And if you're not pulling from your stop, we'll set you up on a plan. It's going to be a touchdown. You're going to be good to go. And so the two completely different types of scenarios, but both of those rose to the surface during the pandemic. And I don't think if that hadn't happened, I don't think those things would have happened. So they created opportunities for people that no one could have imagined. And out of something that was just really horrific in terms of everything stopping and just kind of, like I said, the world kind of stopped and you're wearing face masks and you couldn't go here and this was closed and that was closed and you kind of got a little claustrophobic. I know I did um, to like, guess what? Hey, um, you know, I can go and do what I want now. The borders have opened back up. We're flying. We're taking our cruises. We're doing this. We're going there. There's still some things, some leftover stuff from that. But for the most part, especially here in our country, it's it's back to normal in terms of being able to get out there and, you know, uh, finding a good restaurant where you can go. And I mean, I, I find my share of those. Um, but, you know, it, it's kind of back to normal. Yeah, and I think once you've had a, a taste of what you want your own retirement to be and what makes you happy, and then you sort of get that vision, then it, that the next step is 
go see you. Go see Brian and Michaela and go find out how you can make that a reality and see how you guys can put that dream uh, into action and uh, have that, again, crystallize and form so that you know that you can achieve those goals. And I think it's important that folks have the, that trust in you, but it's it's not just the clients that have trust in you, Brian. I mean, I've, I've seen you before the program. I mean, you're getting phone calls from CPAs trying to set up meetings with you. They, they put a lot of trust in you as well. They really do. And, and Michaela and I talk about this, and Michaela goes to conferences, other advisors, you know, Michaela's pretty young, and she's got people that have been in the business for 20 years, and she starts talking about some of the tax strategies, and they're like, i got to pick your brain at lunch. And she's like, she's texting me, Dad, um, we're on the right path here. All these people are coming. They're descending on me trying to pick my brain for information. And But, you know, you bring up a good point. And just in the last few weeks, we've we've met with three different CPAs where they've had clients who've had some issues you know, in terms of tax, you know, big capital gains or a business sale, and they don't know what to do. Like for right now on the real estate side, it's a great time to sell. But most people are used to doing 1031s to kind of get back in, which is a like-to-like switch, and there's no tax consequences. Well, when it's a great time to sell, it's usually not a great time to buy. And so they're finding more and more challenges. Like, I don't know if I want to get in. What, is there anything that I can do if I don't want to do a 1031 to mitigate taxes? And we'll come up, we we'll go, oh, yeah, you can do this, this, and this. We'll give them three additional strategies. And they go, I haven't heard of that. I have not heard of that. And we're explaining to CPAs. We're getting calls from other advisors. We've had calls from four separate advisors from all over the country that are saying, hey, I've got a client. They just sold this farmland. Mm, I got two chunks here. How can we mitigate this, this, and this? Michaela, you got a call from someone who had a real estate transaction that's about a million dollars, and that advisor told his client, go talk to those guys. They're the best when it comes to tax planning. And if anybody can mitigate your taxes and give you some options, he goes, they can. And it's a guy that I've known for 20 years. He's just down the road a couple of hours, but he's sending his client, and he'd been in business yeah, longer longer than I have, which is saying something because I'm on my fourth decade here of doing this. But they're, they're sending their people, CPAs are bringing their people. And, and I showed you, you know, uh, a text from uh, a CPA that's not even a tax prep. They're, they're tax planning. They're part of the certified tax co- coach program. And he's, we were doing a joint meeting um, about three weeks ago. And he's texting me during the meeting. He said, honestly, Brian, that's one of the best tax plans that I've ever seen. And then he said, uh, what you guys are doing on the conversion to the Roth, he said, I'll quote his words. He goes, the math is ridiculous. And you know, CPAs, those cats are pretty conservative. So when they say something like that, we know we're on to something. And then, you know, they call me last week and say, we've got a client. Um, you got to talk to him. He's a multimillionaire. He's got all these different businesses. He's got these transactions, and he's triggering some huge, you know, some huge taxes. And it's good, but it's bad. Would you be willing to talk to him? He's our client, but you've got the strategies. You've utilized a lot more of these strategies than we have, and you've got people. We've seen you take people through the steps. We'd really like you to talk to him. And so, 
yeah, that makes us feel really good, you know, to be the go-to firm for other advisors and, and CPAs. And they're good CPAs. They, they understand the code. And um, it's like Michaela and I talk about it. It's like we talked about earlier. We have access. We've got the tools. But we also know how to use them. And application is really the key component because there's so much stuff out there. How do you figure out how to put something in and layer it on top of another strategy, on top of another one? and get a really, really cool outcome for your clients. Well, I think everyone likes the prospect of that. So yeah. if if we do want to get a hold of Raleigh Wealth Solutions, I know we talk about it all the time, but Michaela, what's the best way to do that? Best way is still call the office, 919-852-1215. Um, Michelle, we call her Sunshine, will we'll be the one to answer. But we also have a website, RaleighWealthSolutions.com. We've got a Facebook page. Um, we've got Twitter. I have a YouTube channel, Mondays with Michaela. So we're on a lot of different social media sites, and all the links are on the website. So I think two easiest ways are call and website and you get you can get to any other page from there <laughs> excellent speak with sunshine schedule an appointment and also don't forget raleighwealthsolutions.com online and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to your podcast be sure that you're getting this every month the shelter from the storm podcast with brian and michaela raleigh that will be it for us on this episode we hope you will join us again next time thank you so much for listening